It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, August 25th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The rules governing short-term rentals in Sitka may be changing soon. When the assembly met on Tuesday, it greenlit changes that would affect new permits for short-term rentals in residential zones. As KCAW's Catherine Rose reports, the ordinance needs to pass muster at the assembly table a second time before it can take effect. Right now, a short-term rental is any property rented for less than 14 days, typically through sites like Airbnb and Verbo. And the number of short-term rental permits in Sitka has nearly doubled since 2017. And concerns in the community have been mounting about how that's affecting Sitka's already tight housing market. Under the proposed rules, properties would only be eligible for a short-term rental, or STR, if it's the applicant's primary residence. That means the owner has to occupy the home for at least 180 days a year. Existing short-term rentals would be exempt from the new rules, with one exception. If the ordinance gets a final stamp of approval, all STR permits will sunset when a property is sold, meaning they cannot be transferred to a new owner. The Planning Commission approved the ordinance on a 3-to-1 vote on August 17th. Commission member Katie Riley said it strikes a good balance between protecting residential areas and affordable housing while allowing residents to continue to generate income on their properties through STRs. These two restrictions, the primary residence and the sunset upon the sale of the property, were the most heavily supported throughout the community survey on short-term rentals that took place back in May of 2021, as well as the town hall that occurred this spring. So we've seen long and enduring support for these common sense regulations. And I think that they're going to help protect the integrity of our community uh, in the long and short run. The new rules would only apply to STRs in residential zones. The changes would not affect bed and breakfast permits. Several members of the public spoke in support of the ordinance, including Tori O'Connell-Curran, who laid out statistics published by the Pew Charitable Trust last year. It points to a nationwide trend of investment firms buying up homes, contributing to a housing shortage. Fully one quarter of all single-family homes nationally were bought by investors last year. One quarter. That's up. um, It had been 15 percent since 2012. In Alaska, there was a 37% increase last year, up to 17%. So that's investors buying family homes, not available then for families. Former Sitka Assemblymember Richard Ween questioned whether the sunsetting of the permit made sense. If you have a B&B, you've kind of constructed your property around um, this type of service. And so if you make a sale, it would be common sense and logical that the individual would be selling their business as well as um, their property. So I think that some of these aspects need to be um, considered. Assembly members on the whole supported the ordinance, including Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis. But he still had questions like how it would be enforced or whether local data supported it. So my number one concern with this ordinance um, is data. I've asked for it before to show me something that absolutely indicates that short-term rentals are a cause um, or are the cause of not having long-term rentals or houses on the market. Um, And the reason that I need that is because I'm happy to make ordinance based off fact. I'm not happy to make ordinance based off of assumptions. 
Assemblymember Kevin Knox, who co-sponsored the ordinance, said the city doesn't have the hard numbers on how many long-term rentals have been converted to short-term rentals, and he hoped they do a deeper data dive in the future. But he pointed to a recent planning meeting in which three individuals who are not Sitka residents secured a short-term rental permit for a single-family home they purchased earlier this summer. We do have that one very solid concrete one that just happened this last planning meeting uh, that we can point to. Um, And I know an an N of one doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's, you know, it's there. It's happening. Uh, That was a long-term rental Uh, and was pulled off uh, that is no longer uh, there. Ultimately, the Assembly approved the ordinance unanimously. It will come before them again at their first meeting in September, the last opportunity for public comment. If approved, it will go into effect on September 14th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Skagway closed half of its busiest cruise ship dock for the rest of the season after a series of rock slides smashed holes through it and damaged infrastructure. Now people are safer, but those rocks are crushing the town's tourism economy. Claire Strumpel reports for KTOO. Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata pushes through some hemlocks on the ridge above town to get a better look at loose boulders hanging over the White Pass and Yukon Route Railroad dock. See how it's all just falling apart? crumbling. Look at all this loose rock here. Usually half a million cruise ship tourists meet their tour guides or board buses and trains here. But city-hired geologists released a report this summer with a sobering message. There could be a catastrophic slide here with little to no warning. And you can see how precarious they are. If one goes, they're all going. And this is the good side. The view up here above the slide path is stunning. In one direction, a glacier-carved fjord reflects a jagged crown of mountains. In the other, the town's brightly painted Gold Rush era buildings. The port is studded with three huge cruise ships. There goes some rock. (laughs) And then look what's right at the bottom of the slide. Everything looks tiny below. People are just specks on the dock. The side of this mountain will come down. It's a matter of when. Fermata gestures at the town's fuel tanks and the helicopter pad and says he's worried that if enough rock came off the mountain, a massive slide could take out everything on the waterfront. There have been four serious rock slides on the dock since June. Boulders punched a hole right through the concrete and rebar so you can see the water below. Others damaged a cruise ship there. Residents say cruisers and local children selling newspapers were in the impact zone just minutes before the rock came down. Now, some ships are skipping Skagway and taking their business to Sitka or Huna. And instead of four ships, the city can accommodate only three at a time. That's a loss of about 100,000 passengers for the rest of the season. And, of course, all the money they would have spent. Are you guys looking for the Klondike Tours bus? Billy Joe Clem is trying to flag down cruise ship passengers to get them to take one of her buses. They used to wait right at the dock for passengers to get off the ships, but... Since it closed, cruise ships are sending people to shore on small boats. Which is financially devastating for us. She says tourists are struggling to find her buses as they get rerouted around the slide area. It's cut her business in half, and she's had to lay off some of her drivers. If we don't have the tours and we don't have the people from the ships, we just can't afford to keep them. And we've cut everybody else's hours down. 
At the railroad station, throngs of tourists are waiting to board one of the trains that run hourly up the winding rail to the White Pass summit. It's Skagway's biggest draw. The White Pass and Yukon Route Railroad has been the town's largest employer for nearly 125 years. Tyler Rose, the company's executive director of human resources and strategic planning, says the city's report overstates the imminent risk of a rock slide. Well, it's always been a concern. And, and I know for, for us, it's not a, a heightened concern because we've always taken it very seriously. He says White Pass identified a slide risk decades ago. They've been monitoring the area since 2017 when an earthquake let loose two rock slides. The company repurposed shipping containers as a protective tunnel for cruise ship passengers to walk through and put up barriers to catch falling rocks. That appeared to solve the problem until the rock slide this June. Geologists for the railroad said in a memo that their research has been more extensive than the city consultants' review. They say there's no increased risk of rock slide compared to previous years they've monitored. It also said their instruments on the mountain would forewarn the railroad of any movement indicating a rock slide was imminent. Rose had hoped to reopen the dock this season, but it's clear now, after several more rock slides came down without warning, that that's not going to happen. You know, we want to work closely with the municipality to both solve this problem and uh, seek funding wherever we can because it will be a, a financially challenging proposition for both of us. The city and the railroad are working together to try and reduce risk at the slide zone. They have a plan, but it's a massive undertaking and likely to cost tens of millions of dollars. Mayor Andrew Cremata is serious about making it happen, and quickly. But come next April, we need to be able to put four ships here and make sure that our business owners have the best chance they can have at making as much money as possible as the cruise industry rebounds. The plan is to fly heavy machinery to the top of the mountain by helicopter and start taking pieces of it down. The goal is to decrease the steepness of the mountainside so rocks don't tumble off. A team of design contractors is in Skagway this week to see how, and if, it can be done. Reporting in Skagway, I'm Claire Strempel. A ferry bound for Prince of Wales Island had to turn around Tuesday afternoon after a taxi driver accidentally stowed away. Inter-Island Ferry Authority General Manager Ron Curtis said in a text message that the ferry Stikeen had to return to Ketchikan when the cabbie failed to disembark after helping his passenger load a 70-inch TV onto the ferry. The stowaway's voyage didn't last long. The vessel made a U-turn in the Tongass Narrows about 10 minutes after it departed, according to vessel tracking software. After discharging Charging the extra passenger, the Stikine departed again for Hollis at about 3.45 p.m. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Thursday, August 25th, 2022. Today, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, highs in the mid-60s, west winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, lows in the lower 50s, west winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning.